0: Hello, funky listeners, and welcome to another episode of Funk Radio. This is your host, Kyle.
1: And this is your host, Peter. And you are the listeners.
0: Hello and welcome to Funk Radio. Yes, welcome. So, the last couple episodes, we have been doing music quizzes um, Mm -hmm. to prove to the listeners that we know nothing about music. Um, We are going to continue that tradition today with a music quiz that hopefully we will actually be good at uh we didn't do bad on the on the the funk one uh the 70s one Mm kind of stumped me but whatever um well i think
1: i think at least for me personally i think part of that comes down to like and i i know you and i like behind the scenes have had a little bit of trouble finding like quizzes that would work well for us mm -hmm. um i think it's kind of the intersection of like both of our knowledge is <laughs> yeah um but but i i think there's a difference between having like general knowledge of a like a time span of music like the 90s or the 2000s for example mm-hmm. um or even modern music there's a difference between like having a familiarity with it and then knowing like the trivia of it um, true which is i think where i'm having trouble at least personally in some cases
0: yeah um, yeah because like- if
1: you played You know, hits from a certain decade for me all day long. I'd be like, "Oh yeah, you know, that's this or that," Mm -hmm. or at least like I recognize it, even if I can't name it. But knowing like, "Oh, what year did so and so get the Grammy for this?" It's like I don't fucking know.
0: Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Yeah, when it's stuff to do with like years, or if it's like, you know, finish the lyrics to this whatever, then I'm not really great at that. I'm good at yeah connecting bands with songs and that's about it
1: <laughs> yeah I, I i think the the stuff where the trivia is easier is like for stuff we've talked about on this show because we have done actual research before
0: mm-hmm.
1: whereas uh, so like not only being familiar with the music but also like having done actual like research into the history and stuff mm-hmm. i think that definitely gives us an advantage Because, like, we do or did know that information at some point. True. Anyway, enough blabbering on. Time for a whole episode of us blabbering on, listeners.
0: (laughs) For this music quiz, we're going to be doing it mostly on um, Motown. It's it's a Motown-specific quiz covering artists and trivia from the famous record studio in a certain city. And... (laughs) So, Are you saying that
1: because you don't want to give away a question that might come up? or Maybe. <laughs> okay.
0: And so we're going to test and see if we know enough about Motown to call ourselves um, Motown fans.
1: I mean, gosh, I can't remember the last time we've talked about Motown um, in any, you know, like, extensive context. Um, but I know we did have a lot of various topics that, like, Covered them either directly or indirectly, you know? Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, so, I, uh, I'm i curious to see how well we'll do on this one.
0: Yeah, me too. Um, So, same as, as prior quiz things, we're just going to go down the list, read the question, list the possible answers, it's multiple choice, and then try to figure out which we think is right. Um, I don't know, Peter, if this is one where it gives you a score at the end, or if it tells you after each one, but we'll see.
1: I don't know. Uh, I guess we'll find out. Oh, yeah, so this is the uh how much do you know about motown quiz on howstuffworks.com um we tried to find a quiz on howstufftwerks.com um i'm just kidding i don't have my I web- hope that i hope that website exists i don't have
0: my webcam set up right now for it to judge my twerking ability so hmm. it like motion it like can use motion capture to like capture your ability to twerk i don't even know <laughs>
1: I went to howstuffworks.com and it, nothing came up. That makes me so sad. So that we, domain might be available. With I was going to say, you
0: should buy the domain name. <laughs>
1: and have it redirect to our website. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. I guess without further ado, let's start the quiz. So the first question, it's kind of a gimme, is Motown Records gets its name from which city? Is it A, Chicago, B, Detroit, C, New York, or D, Milwaukee? It's Detroit. Oh, look, it does tell you at the end. Okay, or after each one, good. Okay. Uh, it so says, what's the fun fact, Kyle? The fun fact is Motown is a version of Detroit's nickname of Motor City. Uh, Detroit, Michigan is home to the big three automakers, GM, Ford, and Fiat Chrysler. The label's founder, Barry Gordy Jr., used to work at Ford. I didn't know that, actually. Why didn't I know that?
1: Oh, I didn't know that either. That's interesting.
0: Um, Yay. We got one question right.
1: (laughs) How many are there, by the way? Are there 10? Uh,
0: There's got to be at least 20.
1: Oh, wow. There's a whole lot. Holy shit. Okay, we got to (laughs) go. Yeah. (laughs) Um, All right. What was the original name of Motown Records? Was it Motortown Records, Tammy Records, Tammy Fay Records, or Tamla Records?
0: Oh, God.
1: So Tamla, I know, is like a subsidiary label. Yeah, that's why i think Marvin Gaye was... I know he was on it. I think he also managed it, maybe.
0: That's why I'm leaning towards that, but I don't know if that was just a subsidiary label or the original name.
1: But that's my thing saying it probably wasn't the original name because that was a separate thing. Hmm. I kind of feel like a Motor Town. Maybe, eh... We haven't really gotten to a point in this quiz yet where we figured out whether they throw us curveballs or not. Yeah. I'm leaning toward Motortown, but I don't know if.
0: I'm either Motortown or Tamla, or Tamla, but like you said, it, it's. It, it. I don't know if it's like. Tamla was a subsidiary that broke off after they named it Motown, if it was the original name and then it became a subsidiary. Let's just do Motortown. I
1: seem, I seem to remember they made Tamla later on as like away because I think they had a bunch of subsidiary ones and it was like if an art if a if a musical artist under Motown makes their own subsidiary label then they get more of the profits of their own music mm-hmm. and I think that's what the purpose of that was so i I, I want to say it's not that like I think that came later
0: okay um, um so we're we're both good with motortown records as the answer
1: I think so okay.
0: Dang it, it was Tamla. Oh, it was Tamla, what the heck? Okay, well... That's interesting. 50-50. Okay,
1: well, I, I admit I was wrong on that. I'm surprised.
0: Uh, it says here, Barry Gordy wanted his to name his record label after the hit song Tammy, sung by Debbie Reynolds. When Gordy discovered that Tammy Records was already taken in 1959, he named his record company Tamla instead. Tamla Records became the... Motortown Record Corporation in 1960 but also remained a separate imprint. Okay, so I was right. I was So you were right, right then.
1: That's interesting. I never knew that.
0: Yeah, I hmm. Tamla Records I, I mean cuz I have I have records from like the early 60s that are mm. technically Motown Records that have Tamla Records on them. So
1: Oh. Uh, you should have said that. I That's I, I just thought
0: maybe it had split off that early, you know.
1: Yeah, I get you. Huh. Okay. Well, I'm learning stuff.
0: Yeah, me too. Uh, <laughs> so we got 1 out of 2. Okay. So, third question. Who is the only artist from the glory days of Motown still signed to the label? Is it A, Stevie Wonder, B, Diana Ross, C, Boys to Men, or D, Lionel Richie? Well, I would argue Boys to Men isn't during the glory days because that was the 90s. Uh yeah. Uh oh man this is hard
1: I think it I'm pretty sure it's Stevie Wonder I was gonna say is Lionel Richie dead
0: no what oh was he not why are you killing Lionel Richie
1: no oh. hold on I don't know why I thought he was dead
0: Lionel Richie was man he's old though Uh, he was born in 1949 he's 70 Um, well he's not dead so that's good
1: well, we have to do that at least
0: once per episode. Touche. Uh, I'm leaning towards Stevie Wonder, too, but I don't know if that's, like, too easy. Because he, he's he been recording music for so long. I mean, he was putting stuff out in the 90s. And he's still alive.
1: Well, so my, my, and again, I could be wrong on this. My memory that we talked about him in some prior episode a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I remember us saying, like, he's still actively producing music to this day. Even though he's been doing it for like over fifty years or whatever it was. True, true. Um, I don't remember I'm pretty sure he was still in Motown though.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't see him switching labels.
1: Diana Ross, I don't really hear for anything from her.
0: Either. She she's not dead, is she? No, I'm killing Diana Ross. I, don't, I
1: don't think so. I think she's still doing like the casino circuit, if I remember right.
0: Oh, she's seventy six. Yeah, I think you're right. I think she's like doing the whole like I've retired in Vegas thing. Okay, well, let's let's do Stevie Wonder. And I'm pretty if,
1: sure it's Stevie Wonder.
0: If we're wrong, I'll be sad. Yay!
1: Steve Lind Hardaway Morris, better known as Stevie Wonder, was signed with Motown's Tamla Records when he was just 11 years old. A child prodigy, Wonder had his first record, The Jazz Soul of Little Stevie, I forgot that was his nickname, released when he was 12 years old. Wonder has sold 100 million records. With his latest studio album, A Time to Love, released in 2005.
0: Yay. Okay, cool. Yeah, like I said, I was like 70% sure it was Stevie Wonder. I just wasn't
1: 100%. Right, yeah. Okay. All right. What was the nickname of the first location of Motown? Was it Motor City Hits, Motown Home, Hitsville, USA, or All the Hits?
0: I'm like 90% sure it's Hitsville, USA.
1: Yeah, I'm with you on that. Okay. Yay. In 1959, Barry Gordy purchased a former photographer's studio on 2648 West Grand Boulevard in Detroit, Michigan. This building was Hitsville, USA, Motown's first headquarters. The building held administration offices and a recording studio, as well as Gordy's living quarters on the upper level.
0: Sweet. I just realized there's a a hint option in the top corner, so if we get stumped, we can Uh phone a friend or whatever.
1: Sounds good. I think, can't you, um... Don't they do, like, tours of Pittsville, USA?
0: I believe they do. Um,
1: I've never been to Detroit, but... um.
0: uh, It says here it became the Motown Historical Museum in 1985. So it's kind of like a museum house now. Nice. That's cool. Okay, next question. Who was Motown's first vice president and also a part of the group The Miracles? Was it A, Marvin Gaye, B. Diana Ross, C. Smokey Robinson, or D. Barrett Strong. Ooh, this is tough.
1: Well, I mean, who was with the Miracles? Wasn't that... um,
0: I thought there was Smokey Robinson.
1: Yes, that sounds correct.
0: Right? Uh, Well,
1: because Diana Ross was with um, Supremes. Diana Ross was with Supremes.
0: Marvin Gaye... uh, I, don't I think, think he, a, Marvin Gaye was just on his own. No, it, Strong, he was never I with a band. Was. He he was with it was Marvin Gaye and someone else, and whose name is Tammy Terrell. Right Thank you. They were like originally a duo. Um, uh, yeah. I'm like I've
1: never I've only ever known Barrett Strong as just his own name.
0: Yeah, and I want to say he was actually a bit later in Motown's history too. Uh, okay. Well, I'm uh, like we'll I'm pretty sure. sure it's Smokey Robinson. You, you you want to settle on that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cool.
0: That's good. Yay! It was. Uh, It says here, William Smokey Robinson Jr., better known as Smokey Robinson, was not only the VP of Motown, but he was a major producer and songwriter in Motown's early days. His group, The Miracles, was one of the first groups to sign with Motown. Robinson's commitment to Motown was shown in the names of his children with his daughter Tamla and his son Barry. Hmm. Well, that's weird.
1: Interesting. I I don't know if I forgot or if I just didn't know that he had that level of, like, ownership. In the yeah,
0: company. I was ne- no offense to Smokey Robinson, but I, he's never been my favorite Motown artist, so I kind of always forget that he was literally one of the originals. Right. So.
1: So, what was Motown's first number one hit song? Here's an interesting one. I Heard It Through the Grapevine by Marvin Gaye, Please Mr. Postman by The Marvelettes, My Girl by the Temptations, or My Guy by Mary Wells.
0: Ooh, that's All good songs. I know. And all... Uh, I don't think it's I Heard It Through the Grapevine, because that was a bit later for Marvin Gaye. Yeah, I
1: was going to say that's a little too late.
0: I don't think it was My Girl by the Temptations, because it's either Mary Wells or Marvelettes, I think. The reason I'm saying that is because the girl groups from Motown were much more popular in the early days of the... Right, right of their of the record label than the guy groups
1: my my girl by the temptations i don't that doesn't strike me as being like the beginning of motown no like that was once they were kind of in their glory days more or less um yeah so it, it, it certainly wasn't the beginning
0: man that's tough do we want to do the hint thing or no mm. i'm going between the marvelets and the and mary wells
1: yeah. I mean, I'm leaning toward Please Mr. Postman. Yeah, me too. I mean, I know the song My Guy by Mary Wells, but I that has never struck me as being like, oh, that was like a number one song. And
0: not only that, I think uh, just remember, remembering the style of her music, that came up that was a little bit later than the Please Mr. Postman by the Marvelettes.
1: Right, cuz that was like 50 something, wasn't it?
0: No, it wasn't 50s, but it was probably like really early really 60s, 60s at least. Uh, you wanna just go with the Marvelettes?
1: Yeah, I'd say let's go for that. Yay. Please Mr. Postman was the first Motown song to be on the top of the Billboard one hundred list. Under the Tamla Records label, this song hit number one in nineteen sixty one. Oh Boom. So we were pretty cold, right it right on the money. It's been covered by many musical artists, including the Beatles, and by the Carpenters, when it hit number one again.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah, I was I was almost spot on. Uh, so at least knowing when it was okay next question Uh, which girl group singer first worked as a secretary for Motown was it A. Martha mm. Reeves B. Annette Beard C. Rosalind Ashford or D. Gloria Williams oh god I have no idea
1: <laughs> hmm. yeah which I don't girl know girl
0: group singer first worked as a secretary
1: this might need to be a hint
0: I want to say Martha Reeves, but let's do the hint, because we haven't done that yet. The hint. This woman's name is the name of the group.
1: Wait, this woman's name is in the name of the group?
0: It just eliminated two of the answers, too.
1: Oh, so I guess it's Martha Reeves, then. I
0: want to say it's Martha Reeves, because she was part of Martha Reeves and the Vandellas.
1: Right. Who was Annette Beard?
0: I don't know. That's why I'm just like, I don't recognize that name. Mm, Okay. let's go with Martha Reeves then I guess because I don't know of any group that has the name Annette Beard in it
1: Annette and the Beards
0: (laughs) sorry (laughs) Uh, okay so are we good on Martha Reeves yeah yay we were right it says here Reeves worked day jobs while she was a jazz and blues singer when Mickey Stevenson Motown's original A&R director saw her at the 20 grand a famous detroit jazz club that gave and gave her his business card she came to hitsville usa the next morning to audition and basically started working there as stevenson's assistant she <laughs> later went on to join the group which would become the vandellas when singer mary wells was unable to make the recording sessions and reeves filled in for her
1: oh that's uh, interesting i never knew that
0: i didn't know that either we're huh. learning new things
1: What was the name of the session band on most of Motown's records? Also known as a backing band. Uh, Was it the Soul (laughs) Squad? God damn it. (laughs) The Soul Squad, the Funk Brothers, the Blues Family, or the Dream Machine?
0: Uh, Pretty sure it's the Funk Brothers.
1: The the Funk Brothers is, I believe, the only real one in this.
0: I want to be part of the Dream Machine or the Soul Squad.
1: (laughs) So that was correct. According to... The documentary Standing in the Shadows of Motown, which we might have. Oh, didn't we watch that like enough several years ago?
0: Because I think that was about the Funk Brothers. I want to see if you watched it, but I don't know if we ever did a, if we ever talked about it on the show.
1: We did an episode about backing bands, and so we might have talked about it in that episode. Oh, okay. This group of session musicians has been part of, quote, more number one hits than The Beatles, Elvis, The Rolling Stones, and Beach Boys combined. 13 musicians identified as a part of this funky brotherhood uh, were given honors by the Recording Academy at a Grammy Lifetime Achievement Awards. That's cool. Mm -hmm. The Funk Brothers are known for the innovative and unique instrumentation and percussive techniques. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. That was the whole thing because like they weren't headlining, obviously, like nobody knew who they were. Yeah. But they basically defined that that whole genre more or less.
0: I want to say I have a Funk Brothers record somewhere. That's just like basically their instrumentals. Oh, that's cool. How many U.S. top ten hits did Motown produce between 1961 and 1971? Oh boy, I know. Was it A fifty five? Was it B ninety five? C one hundred
1: and ten or D one hundred
0: and fifty? I I have no clue.
1: Well, sixty-one to seventy-one. I mean, that's pretty much the golden age, right? Yeah. If, yeah. When I yeah, so I want to say it was over a hundred.
0: I want to say so too. I want to say a hundred and ten because a hundred and fifty seems like too much.
1: That's too round of a number. Well, they're both round numbers, but it's. Hundred and ten yeah.
0: seems. Hundred and
1: ten like, sounds plausible.
0: Yeah. Let's do that. Yay. For its initial decade, Motown was quite prolific in the top 10 hits. It was a testament to the record company's ability to produce crossover hits for their African-American artists, leading the way to racially integrating the pop music genre.
1: Yeah, that's true, because, I mean, like, prior to that, really, there wasn't much in the way of, like, integration.
0: That was Barry Gordy's, like, whole vision was, like, you know, he wanted to make pop music for white people, or for, I should say, all people. And cross over, right. uh, instead of you know just having his the stuff he produces be considered black music. Yeah. So.
1: Because I mean, prior to that, you had like what blues,
0: Chuck Berry, maybe you know,
1: very early rock and roll, some doo wop stuff,
0: Little Richard, yeah.
1: But it was still it still felt separate in in a way because mm-hmm. I feel like even like in those early days it was still scandalous for like white people to be listening to black music you know not to say that Motown was the only one but they were probably the most prominent record label that like not only brought in a new genre of music but also like a new cultural way of looking at music and how race was intertwined in that I guess Mm -hmm. Holland Dozier Holland is the name of what integral Motown team was it session musicians songwriting and production boy band or law firm
0: I like law firm. Um, I'm pretty sure it's songwriting and production.
1: Yeah, um, it's uh, I I remember that as being like their songwriting team that like cranked out all the hits. Yeah, so yeah. I'm on I'm on that one personally. I am as well. And yay, Holland does your Hollands, known as HDH, may sound like a law firm. <laughs> it does, um, but it's the name of a legendary songwriting and production team with brother Brian and Eddie Holland and Lamont Dozier. Dozier and Brian Holland uh, composed and produced each song as Eddie Holland arranged vocals and wrote lyrics. They're best known for writing for The Supremes and The Four Tops. Sweet. That does sound vaguely familiar.
0: hmm Yay. We've only gotten one wrong so far. I think we're doing better at this than we did at funk. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the questions are probably a little bit These... easier, but...
1: Well, I think they're more reined into a specific like overarching theme, whereas that one was kind of just like random shit being thrown at us true
0: okay um next question what was tamla records first record to sell a million copies was it a shop around by the miracles b abc by the jackson five c higher ground by stevie wonder or d machine gun by the commodores Higher Ground by Stevie Wonder came a little bit later in his career. I want to say it's ABC by the Jackson Five because they were big all the way deep into like the mid to mid '60s, really, like '66, '67, I guess, and they were just absolutely huge.
1: Yeah, I'm leaning. I'm leaning toward ABC by the Jackson Five as well, because like obviously, uh, pretty much everything. Motown did was like touching it with gold, but yeah. Jackson 5, what they were.
0: I mean, Shop Around by the Miracles was big, and that song was big, but I mean, ABC by the Jackson 5 had so many of their early hits on it.
1: Yeah, I don't think it's Machine Gun by the Commodores either. Because, for one,
0: that's older, isn't it? Like, that's later older I should say.
1: to my, I mean, that might be, I think that might be early 70s, if I remember right. Um, but also, I never got the impression that that was like this hugely successful album yeah i could be wrong on that though it could be that it sold like some of these sold a million but not the first you know
0: yeah exactly
1: Um, okay higher grand by stevie wonder i mean what point was that at chronologically that seemed to be but that had to be later because i mean he was young for a long time true and i i seem to remember that was one where he was like an actual adult
0: yeah, exactly. You know what I mean. The only I'm, thi- I'm
1: I'm gonna say Jackson five on that one.
0: Yeah. Oh. Oh no, it was wrong. Sad.
1: Okay, so the correct answer was shop around by the miracles. I would that probably would have been my last guess. Honestly, I was
0: the only reason I was even thinking that. Okay, maybe it is, is because we were just talking about Smokey Robinson and the Miracles being one of the first uh, Motown yeah. bands. I just kind of didn't assume that he was the first to sell a million records. Maybe that's my bias, Mm -hmm. I guess. I don't know. Uh,
1: It says, Shop Around was written by Smokey Robinson, the lead singer of The Miracles, and Barry Gordy. It was number one on the Billboard R&B chart and number two on the Billboard 100 chart. This was also the first record to sell a million records for The Miracles. Um, Okay, what was Motown Records' slogan? That's interesting. Um, Was it The Sound of Young America, Your Favorite Artists Are on Weed, (laughs) 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 if it's a hit it's a miracle or it's what's in the grooves that counts it it can't be the weed one Um,
0: I don't know Uh, uh,
1: okay so the sound of young America if it's a hit it's a miracle or it's what's in the grooves I don't think it's in, in the grooves that counts that doesn't sound right
0: yeah if it's a hit, it's a miracle. That seems like it could be just because it's a fun play on words.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm between well, that one and The Sound of Young America. Because either it, of those are like, not lame, but just like direct enough
0: but if, but, that they could be of But if it's a era. hit, it's a miracle is referencing the miracles right. more than it's referencing Motown, though.
1: But I don't know, like, is, does that make it? Correct though, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I don't know. Um, I'm leaning towards just saying that it's the sound of Young America because that seems friendly enough to be the slogan.
1: Yeah, it like it's if it's a hit, it's a miracle almost feels too clever.
0: Yeah. The sound of young America, that was always just you know, Barry Gordy being his like, you know, it's for everybody.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: So what do you think? this. you want to go with the I'm sound leaning of?
1: toward that one, but I have a gut feeling that it's wrong.
0: Yeah, me too. Let's do it anyways.
1: <laughs> okay. Oh, no, it's right.
0: Yay. The Sound of Young America was more than a slogan. Arguably, for Motown, it was a solid fact, especially during the 1960s. The mass appeal of their soulful pop music was undeniable and also innovative for its indie African-American... Rec- for this indie... African American Record Company. You really can't listen to the oldies without hearing a Motown hit. They're not wrong. No. Uh, What girl group started out singing background vocals and providing hand claps for groups such as The Temptation and Marvin Gaye? Was it A, The Marvelettes, B, The Supremes, C, The Four Tops, or D, The Shirelles? Well, I know it's not The Four Tops, (laughs)
1: Those are yeah. That's.
0: Those are boys. Hmm. What girl group started out singing background vocals? It's either the it's either the Marvelettes or the Supremes, but I don't know if the Supremes were.
1: Is it is it not the Shirelles?
0: I'm pretty sure it's not the Shirelles. I just don't remember if the Supremes were initially like a backing group.
1: Uh... I'm pretty sure they were that sounds familiar right? but the same also sounds familiar for the Marvelettes I know so it could be like they were both that case but like who actually did it for Marvin Gaye and the, the Temptations
0: you want to do a hint or no
1: uh, give me a sec. i I'm just thinking oh did you do it
0: maybe <laughs> it kind of gave you the answer
1: oh okay well it's the Supremes listeners um you may be surprised to know that the Supremes didn't hit the ground running with hits like the Marvelettes did. From 1961 to 63, they released six singles and none of them even cracked the top 40. Around Hitsville, USA, they were known as the No Hit Supremes. <laughs> oh, nice. Until they recorded "When the Love Light Starts Shining Through His Eyes," which made it to which made it up to number 23 on the Billboard chart. Yeah, that does sound familiar that they started out kind of slow. Yeah, I guess I remembered it wrong for the Marvelettes though because I thought they were kind of the same thing
0: I want—I was the only reason I was leaning against that was because I'm like I'm pretty sure the Marvelettes were pretty famous pretty early on mm-hmm. like earlier than the Supremes so maybe I was like thinking the Supremes started out not as their own group but as a backing group
1: right uh, who was the lead singer of the Commodores and also had his own illustrious solo career I mean we can answer this one without even
0: yeah that's a little too
1: so, listeners, the options are Smokey Robinson, Eddie Kendricks, Lionel Richie, or Levi Stubbs.
0: Hello? Is it Lionel Richie you're looking for? Yes,
1: yeah, it is. Yeah, it's Lionel Richie.
0: Um, a native of Tuskegee, Alabama, Lionel Brockman Richie Jr. and the Commodores created such hits as Three Times a Lady, Brick House, and Easy. Richie uh, has had a number of solo hits as a singer, songwriter, and record producer, including "We Are the World." Sorry, <laughs> um, which he co-wrote with Michael Jackson, and "Endless Love," a duet with Diana Ross.
1: In the have- early days of this show, we did an ep- well, at least one episode that was like solo singers who were popular both as a group but also on their own. Oh yeah, and uh, he was one that we talked about.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's early days of Funk Radio, though, man. Was that, was that like when we were doing that college shit or when we were doing this?
1: I think we might have done some of that during that as well. That's what I was I thinking. I know we did an episode on this show.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a flashback. Mm-hmm. Yay for Lionel Richie. He is a good singer person, and he's not dead. And he's not dead. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, listeners. You, yeah, We have the hot takes. Um... <laughs> Next next question. Uh, which singer, known for her notable hit My Guy, was known as the Queen of Motown? Was it A, Diana Ross, B, Martha Reeves, C, Mary Wells, or D, Tina Marie? Well, since an earlier question referenced the song My Guy by Mary Wells, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's Mary Wells. That's... I don't like when questions do that. I mean, it's whatever. Um,
1: well it's an easy one I guess
0: I would have known that anyways but yeah, it says uh, like many of Motown's stars Mary Wells was a Detroit native even though she was also known as the first lady of Motown she was the third female musical artist signed to the label Uh, Wells is considered to be Motown's first successful solo artist
1: yay that's interesting I don't think I knew that I didn't either Uh, okay who started out his time at Motown as a session drummer for the Miracles and the Marvelettes. Was it Jimmy Reed, Smokey Robinson, David Ruffin, or Marvin Gaye?
0: I don't know why I'm saying David Ruffin. I don't want to stake my claim on it, but I know it's not Marvin Gaye. Pretty sure it's not Smokey Robinson. Well, they they already
1: said Smokey was like a VP or something. Exactly.
0: He's a VP, but he's also playing drums. I mean, he could be, but who knows? Was
1: Marvin Gaye not, like, in the band before he started doing his own thing? I can't remember.
0: I don't know. Oh, man.
1: Jimmy Reed isn't ringing a bell.
0: Yeah. I don't know. David Ruffin
1: does ring a bell. But I don't know, like, if he was a drummer, though.
0: I don't know if Marvin Gaye was. I should know that, right?
1: Oh, God. We might need the... Well... A lifeline. Because yeah, it's kind of a three way tie. I I really don't know. Shall we use
0: the hint? We're gonna use the hint. Uh okay The hint is, oh god damn it. The hint is always the hint the, is let's get it on. The so. hint is always the give me. I hate that. Like don't make it so obvious. Uh okay. The hint it would is, almost
1: be better because like the hint it it not only gives you a really obvious hint, but then it also crosses out two options. I almost would prefer if it did one or the other yeah or exactly. more preferably just cut out two options I just
0: cut out exactly just cut out two options then it makes it a bit harder yeah. um okay well it's it's obviously marvin gay it says here marvin uh pence gay's first album "The soulful moods of marvin gay didn't yield any hits so he was a session drummer he mm-hmm. started finding more success as a songwriter with his second album the stubborn kind of fellow and built momentum from there, becoming the sole R&B legend he's known for today, the Prince of Motown.
1: Hmm. Yeah, like hearing that, that sounds familiar, that he did get a, kind of get a slow start. Yeah. Um. I, don't, I wasn't sure. That's one of those things where like, because it's right, I'm thinking like, oh yeah, so I remembered it right, but if it was wrong, I've been like, oh, okay, well, I remembered it wrong. So I, I can't really say I knew that for sure, but that does sound familiar. Mm-hmm. So, Kyle, scrolling down on this page, there's a lot more questions than I realized on this. Um, mm-hmm. I do really like this quiz, though. I think this is a pretty great one that you found. Um,
0: or actually, no, I found. <laughs> I was going to say, you found this one. God damn it.
1: <laughs> Good job. Um, anyway, I want, I want to keep doing this, but I think we might want to split this into two episodes. Um, yeah,
0: no one wants to hear us talk for two hours straight.
1: Yeah, so um, let's go ahead and pause it here. Um, But listeners, we will be picking up the rest of this quiz uh, in the next episode. So um, in the meantime, if you want to hear the past couple episodes we have done on quizzes um, or just other topics we've done, we've mentioned a couple, I I think, at least one, (laughs) um, that we've done in the past, you can go to getyourfunk.com. You can uh, look at stuff we've done more recently or use the search bar, find some earlier stuff. A lot of uh, good variety of musical topics on there. Um, but if you'd rather just wait until the next episode then that's fine
0: cool bye we love you (laughs) (laughs) bye